Welcome to the prototype world of tomorrow. They say the new millennium began the day the City of Progress was finished. A domed metropolis of the world's greatest mines, built on the swamplands of Central Florida. Here, in this self-styled city of the future, 50,000 residents live, work, and occasionally die. Progress is a prototype of a world to come, but also a living city with many mysteries. And here to unravel a few of them are Progress's only private investigators, Tim E. Less and Eve R. Moore. And now, The Infinite Journey, Chapter One. Ah, well, thank you all for coming. I apologize on behalf of Mazayo, it's not like her. Well, I suppose it is like her, but still. While we're waiting, can I get you all anything? Coffee? Tea? Lorange juice? Nothing for me, thank you. No, I'm fine, but I'll let you know. I've got a one o'clock, so if Julia thinks she... Ah, speak of the person we were discussing. May I introduce you to astute computing CTO, interim, Julia Io? We've all met, Alistair. Sit down. Of course. It being just the first year without the late Mr. Crawford, and of course, the first year with the Institute being in its current situation. So I thought I might say a few words. If you feel that's the best use of everyone's time. Well, I... One o'clock, Alistair. Well, I... Yes. Sure. Very well. <clears throat> the annual Eleusinian tournament has always represented the highest ideals of progress, not only celebrating the skill and ingenuity of the video game players, but also the cooperation and coordination of our fine city's various computing companies. It is a time to beat our metaphorical virtual swords into electronic plowshares until the soil One of- One o'clock, Alistair. Yes, well, the point is that just because the Institute, through that series of unforeseeable financial disasters, has chosen to partner with- Be fully purchased by. Yes, to be fully purchased by astute computing but that does not mean we will waver in offering this city's other companies a chance to contribute to this year's competition. What Alistair is trying to say is that Astute will be taking a much more active advisory role in the Eleusinian tournament this year. That's exactly the opposite, actually. But you are all still welcome to offer whatever it is that your companies do. Let's say that we decide to let you use the ORAC AI system this year to populate the program with AIs. With a student charge, what assurances would we have that our algorithm would be secure? Oh, oh come on. please. Exactly. Like the Astute Intelligence Project couldn't conjecture circles around I'd like to know why we'd share the code to our suite of word processing programs with you. Because it's a word processing program and no one cares? Here's what I can assure you The Institute will continue to protect your proprietary data. The same safeguards are in place as all previous years. 
You can at least nod, Ms. Ayo. And specifically, let me assure everyone at Lorac that your partnership will be invaluable as we use your AI to procedurally generate stunning artificial interactions. <clears throat> and as well as a student's ability to create new, unique challenges for the players. What's the theme this year? Well, we've done pirates, cowboys, haunted houses. This year, our players will be headed back in time. Way back in time to the fantastic past of the primeval world. The age of the dinosaurs. Alistair. Oh, yes. And most excitingly of all, those people less interested in dinosaurs, that is, a technology we've been working on for many years at the Institute. IG scanning and digitization. The Eleusinian tournament will be the first public demonstration of this technology, which is currently in beta. We've had the digitization part for years, and with Astute's help, finally have cracked the scanning. We hope. You'll have a very good waiver written up. This year, there will be no VR headsets, no controllers, none of those silly walk-around things, whatever they're called. You've told us what there's not. Why don't you tell us what there is? Immersion. Complete and total. Players in this year's games won't be able to tell where reality stops and the new reality begins. Every year, the Drones, the highly exclusive social networking club, of which I was founder, member, master of revels, and for some reason auxiliary parliamentarian, participated in the Eleusinian video game tournament. The tournament, known by many as the beautiful game, amongst people who don't watch actual sports, is a massive team-based event held each year and sponsored by the Institute, a quasi-charitable organization with the intended goal of bringing together all of Progress's computer conglomerates in a rare sign of unity. The game always takes place over a long weekend, and the whole city stops to spectate. The rules, win scenarios, heck, even the title of the game itself are hidden from the contestants until the moment the system is turned on. Though there is a tradition as old as the competition itself that the games would be rife with leaks, rumors, innuendos, hearsay, scuttlebutt, chicanery, and <laughs> just some downright cheating. But even with that, this wasn't a competition you could just up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start your way through. It took the rare combination of focus, grit, determination, and bladder control. Because let me tell you, those 15-minute breaks are not long enough when you're at the wrong end of the convention hall. The drones and I always fielded a four-man team. Myself as the brains and looks of the operation. Bo, of course, on logistics and panicking. Doug, usually as the second set of brains. And Morris as... The heart, I suppose. We had had other combinations in the past, including Murray, Blythe, Bosch, but they were all not involved this year for reasons. So with Doug gone, that left a hole on the team. I was chiming Morris about it on my way into the office with one hand while carrying some boxes of microfiche that I had checked out from the city archives. Yeah, I forgot Brad23 skidooed from Progress last fall, so he's out. Send message. Eve? I thought I heard Eve in the other room. That's not Eve. <gasps> Sparky! I told you his name's not Sparky. Well, what do you want me to call your jeeper? No one calls them jeepers. Sparky the jeeper. It fits his aesthetic. Sigh. Sorry, did you make your jeeper say sigh? It's not great with nonverbal communication cues. 
Where are you? Three doors down, sitting at a table in the Yoon Cafe. I'm still having trouble with the latency once you're not on the same chime node. Oh, I've not been there yet. How's the food? Oh, a little archetypal if I'm being honest. What's in the box? It's the banking records for the Baxter case. You made physical copies? I, uh, copies? Uh, you know what? I don't want to know. Just open it up. Did you also happen to steal a microfiche reader? Alright, first of all, I didn't steal. I'll take them back. Oh, wait, just hold one up. When are these from? Uh, the box doesn't say, just that they're low digitization priority. Well, that might be intentional. Can you read these? Uncle John had a microfiche reader I used to use. I forgot we don't have... Equipment? Resources? Things? Just stand out of the way. Sparky! Yeah. Digitize this box of film. When finished, recharge. Uh... Uh, what? You called him Sparky. No takebacks. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, wh wh why did he respond he to... He learned his name. Oh, we have to keep him now. We were always going to keep him. I just wasn't going to name him. It makes things awkward when I inevitably strip him for spare parts. Hold on, I'm heading back to the office. Oh, no, 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 I can't. Uh, I just came by to drop this off. I'm meeting Bo and Morris for lunch to discuss this weekend's strategy. It's gonna be streets ahead. Ah, yes. The recreational button-mashing competition that you'll be spending the weekend at. Hey, I didn't complain when you spent last Thursday at the convention center. That was a training seminar in fingerprint recognition. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds important. Well, I wish you and Bo and Morris, was it? All the one-ups. Yeah, that's not how it works, noob. Well, I've got to get going, so... GLHF, I suppose. And get lost, have food, I did. Hi, my name is Richard Hercher. I hope you're enjoying Prototype World of Tomorrow because I am loving it. In fact, I'm a big fan of everything producer Benjamin Lancaster is doing. I can't tell you how many times I've watched the further adventures of Walt's Frozen Head. When I was a kid, I fell in love with audio fiction. I was the nerd who listened to books on tape when he got his first car, so I wanted to support this show. Once this episode is over, I'd like to invite you to look for Gravity Well Theater Podcast, that's theater with an ER, where I narrate classic and some original science fiction. And feel free to visit gravitywellTheater.com where I occasionally give away free copies of the audiobooks I narrate. If you aren't into science fiction, but listen to Prototype World of Tomorrow for its setting, I'd also like to invite you to the Magic Our Way podcast, made by some artistic buffs talking Disney stuff with a great listener community. I'll let you get back to the show, but a big thanks to Ben, Naomi, Brian, Callie, and the rest of the great talent behind Prototype World of Tomorrow. I hopped the People Mover hubward towards the transportation lobby, which was the 36-sided cloverleaf of the monorails, People Mover lines, aerial system. If it had wheels, it flowed through the transportation lobby. Also the canal boats. Do boats have wheels? Anyway, the lobby was positioned in the very central ring of the city, connected to the hemisphere. The hemisphere was the tall, wide spike that shot out of the dome and defined Progress's skyline. It was a place of work, life, and leisure for the well-heeled, well-to-do, well-status, well-off, and, well, just rich citizens of progress. 
It had a hotel in the middle, penthouses and fine dining on top, and office space below that. The first five stories were the city's ritziest convention center. So ritzy, in fact, that the convention center attached to the Ritz Progress Hotel was not considered quite as nice. It was here that the Eleusinian tournament was held each year, which says a lot more about its importance as a civil institution than the mostly plebeian participants would suggest. The plaza always had an urban bustle about it, but today's crowd seemed more frowsy than normal. I was guessing there was a number there doing the same thing we were, i.e. peering into the large windows in hopes of unearthing some sort of clue about the nature of the competition that was awaiting us inside. I saw Morris about 30 feet away waving at me. He had scored a trash can, which if you were planning on eating anywhere outdoors in progress, was a pretty premium get. Hi, uh, Tim. Have you seen Bo yet? I just chimed him. Did you see Ad Angry Rhino Gamer's rundown on this year's rumors? Come on. Last year he said it was going to be a rock climbing platformer, and it was an RPG survival game set on a submarine. What, uh, what, what's he got for this year? It's a strategy game. 1930s treasure hunter. Well, it's all a little sus if you ask me. He's got the schematics. Let me show you. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, you could change that to be anything. Oh, there's Bo. Oh, good. He's bringing hamwiches. I'm starving. Well, they only had one ham and cheese left. Uh, the rest are tuna salad. Tuna? Bo, did I mention that you're my favorite? I'm allergic to tuna. But why didn't you get the chicken or the roast beef? Well, I wanted the ham and cheese. Next time, just take a bite out of it on the way over. That would be rude. So, what have you guys seen? Nothing. Man, I just got here. I mean, I saw them loading in some server towers and a few large archway-looking things under tarps. Archways? I haven't seen those before. I mean, maybe they're just props? Maybe? If it isn't what's left of the... what do you call yourself? The droids? Hello, Grant. You know it's the drones. How long did you make it last year? Uh, I want to say Saturday at 3 p.m. No, I... But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about this year. And you can help me make history by winning three years in a row. Yeah? And how are we going to do that? Oh, just being you is enough. Rant. Steady. Who's your fourth man, Les? I'll have you know we are choosing from a number of highly experienced candidates. <laughs> you better find someone good, because this year is going to be tyrannically difficult. You keep talking like you know what the game's gonna be. I might have taken an unauthorized field trip. Uh-huh. Sure. Well, if you'll excuse us, we need to get back to planning for the tournament. You'll need an entire geological age to be ready, Les. <laughs> well, then we better get started. It's Wallace's theory. There are two types of people, the predators and the prey, and I think we know what your team is going to be. We'll see you at the tournament, Grant. Do you think he actually knows what the game is? Who knows? Maybe? Gentlemen. What are the controllers this year? Gentlemen. Well, hopefully not those haptic gloves again. Those were a nightmare. Gentlemen, I submit to you the controllers, the archways, none of it matters until and unless we solve our most pressing problem. We only have three players. Yeah. I guess there just aren't as many drones as there used to be. 
Yes, this is indicative of a larger trend I'd prefer to ignore. So, any ideas? What about, uh, Murray? Uh, he's completely booked this weekend, and I wasn't gonna press it. I mean, he's a little distractible. You remember three years ago? Yeah, the, the pirate adventure. It was the first year with VR headsets. He just spent the whole time staring at the clouds and asking questions about how they rendered the 3D. Yeah, not Murray. Has anyone talked to Blythe? Uh, he's on a business trip in China. <gasps> what about Bosch? He was permanently banned after that rodeo plagiarism scandal. How do you plagiarize a rodeo? He found a way. Doug? Has he made bail? He tried to murder me! And you! Do you want to win or not? <gasps> Annie! Does Annie want to play? No, no, she's over there. Uh, Annie! I thought I'd find you here. Hi, Bo. Hi, Morris. Hi, Annie. You're still looking for a fourth man, right? Yeah. I want to introduce you to the fourth member of your team. Wait, you? <laughs> no. This is Pauline. Hi. She works with me at Landkeeper Agro. Oh. Well, I'm sure you all have video game things to talk about. Jumping, double jumping. Can you triple jump? Come on, don't be ridiculous, Annie. So, uh, Pauline, have you done the Eleusinian tournament before? No, I just moved to Progress a few months ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I see. And you work with plants. I do data analysis at Landkeeper. But you play video games, right? Of course. Yeah, I, I refurbished a classic space paranoise machine in college, and I built a port of light cycles that can be played on the Chime Network. But nothing after 1983? I literally hold the world record in Astro Gunner. I think what Morris is trying to say is that it's not a classic game tournament. TBQH, it's more of a... Um, uh, what would you call it? Non-classic game tournament? Thank you, Morris. So, uh, do you play any RPGs, PvPs, FPSs, MMORPGs, TYSFs? I think you made that last one up. I mean, not really. I think I just prefer the stripped-down mechanics of the old-school games, you know? There's no remembering button combinations or a clue that some magic dragon told you or anything. It's just you and a joystick and a single button, and everything fades away, and then the game starts and you watch the patterns emerge. You just lean into it. It starts simple and streamlined. You do it for one screen, for two screens, and then the challenge ramps up. It's like a fractal. There's no bottom to how complex it is, but it's still just you and a joystick and a single button. It keeps moving forward, the complexity builds with new variations, new sprites, new combinations, and you keep moving through the levels, and something in your brain clicks. You're not a player anymore, you're part of the game. You're not moving against the enemies, you're moving with them. You're dancing, not daring to miss a step or miss a beat. There's no artifice at that point. It, there's no button mashing. You just tap into the heartbeat of the code. Pauline, I'm so sorry. Tim, a word? Yeah. Tim, what are you doing? You're looking for a video game player. I'd bring you a world champion. 
It's a completely different thing. She plays games that are about jumping at the right time. This is a complex role-playing experience. Uh-huh. It's because she's a girl. That has nothing to do with it. We've lost a plenty of teams with girls on them. Okay. Repeat that back. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of broadcasting my L's there. But playing Tetris doesn't mean you're good at the Eleusinian tournament. She's in data analysis for Watt's sake. By choice, apparently. So you have a better option lined up? Grant, maybe? Don't you bring up Grant. No, we don't have another choice. But, you know what, fine. You win this one anymore. Pauline! Tim, if it's a problem, I really don't No, 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 no. (laughs) What I started to say before I was interrupted was that we're already in sort of a discussion with someone about her being our fourth person. Oh. And it would be... Inconsiderate? Hoove us to have her let us know before we committed to someone else. Tim, who are you talking about? Shut up. We'll talk later. Well, let me know. It sounds like it would be fun. Oh, yeah, we'll do. Absolutely. A-C-K. All right, all right. It sounds like it would be fun. Did you hear that? We few. We happy few. We band of brothers and sisters do not participate in the Eleusinian tournament because it's fun. We do not spend three days in the convention hall with limited access to creature comforts. The automat at the hemisphere is remarkably understocked, and the jeeper delivery gets my order wrong every time because it would be fun. We don't spend our evenings training on every game variation, on every system and console, building our focus, our edge, our reflexes until our fingertips are as finely tuned as the fingertips of a jungle cat. We don't do it for kicks and giggles of a participation trophy. We do it for glory. We do it for honor. Well, Morris does it to get away from his parents for the weekend. But other than that, we do it for victory. Why are you here? Oh, uh, we can leave if you want to get back to fixing your robot. Bo, we talked about this. Sorry. You're, you're coming to see us, though, right? Uh... Sure. I can stop by, I guess. Wait, really? You can get me in the players' areas, right? I think so. We should know more soon. They're dropping the dossier. It's a file with initial instructions, with clues and things. We're gonna go over it tonight. As soon as Morris gets here... Yes, but why here? They deliver the dossier by the traditional ceremonial drone from the Institute, and we wanted it hashtag first. Yeah, the Institute's offices are only a few streets over, so the closer you are, the sooner you get the dossier. And the more time for scheming. (laughs) Scheming? A lot of the Eleusinian tournament is looking for loopholes. (laughs) Wink. Uh Uh-huh. And what loopholes are you planning on exploiting this year? And does it have anything to do with the pedestal you've set up in the room? And draped with fabric? I'm glad you asked. (sighs) Are you becoming a party magician? Uh, That's not important. Morris! Mm, But I am picturing you in the fabric store, weighing your options. Uh, Am I late? Uh, Did it come? Did you hem this yourself? 
it's a free service at the store, okay? This cloth can be used not only for this, but for many future dramatic reveals. It's an investment. Tim, you wanted to show us something? Ahem. <clears throat> Lady and gentlemen, under this cloth, I have the drones' key to victory in the Eleusinian tournament. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, it fell off the stand. Um, help me look for it. What are we looking for? I don't want to ruin the surprise. These? Yes. A pair of eyeglasses. <laughs> At first glance, perhaps. Uh, you don't wear glasses. I'm on my fourth or fifth glance at this point, and it still seems like eyeglasses. Look, built into the side, bone conduction. What have we always said would be the biggest advantage in the game? Unlimited extra lives? Uh, access to advanced weapons? Longer bathroom breaks. Uh, watching from the outside. Exactly. These have two-way communication with someone who can feed us all the information we want about what the other teams are doing. It's not gonna work. You think you're the first person to think of a radio? They scan all the radio frequencies looking for this. Not the Chime Network. You can't send audio over the Chime Network. Oh, can't you? No, you can't. Oh, can't you? This is where you make Sparky the Jeeper say something and impress everyone? Tim, I have worked for years on this hack. I am not risking the technology being exposed so you can win a video game. It's not a video game. It's a video game tournament. No. No! And besides, those glasses, they look stupid on you. Well, I mean, now we're just getting hurtful. You know what? I am pulling these off. What's that? Incoming ceremonial drone. I'll get it. Your baggage has arrived. Ooh, open it up. Huh, it's a tablet. Press your index finger to the screen to activate it. I know that voice. Well? Timothy E. Less, we are excited about your participation in the Eleusinian tournament. On this tablet are guides, clues, and hints, which will help you in this year's game, The Primeval World. Dinosaurs? But first, a message from the chairman of the Institute, Dr. Alistair Eastman. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 16th annual, or as we call it, the 10000th Eleusinian Tournament. To celebrate this important binary anniversary, this year's tournament will not just be an experience for the eyes, ears, and fingers, but one for the entire imagination. Huh. This year, thanks to our partnership with, which turned into an acquisition by Astute Computing, players will, for the first time themselves, be digitized into the computer to play the game from the inside. What? Shh. The game's photorealistic environments, challenges, enemies, and situations will be generated by a combination of Astute Computing's intelligence project, the ORAC Artificial Intelligence System, and Tim, the game mechanics did, from Do you know that he... I'm sure you will have many questions, but none will be sufficient until you experience this miraculous technology for yourself. Until then, study the materials on this tablet carefully. They will be essential on your epic adventure into the prehistoric world of the dinosaurs.
Was any of that on the rumors you guys read? I thought it was just VR headsets again. I spent three years in elementary school studying nothing but dinosaurs. You what? It was a Montessori school. Uh, hand me those glasses. Ooh, what for? Well, apparently you're headed literally into a program that interfaces with the astute AI. You want to play? Are you kidding? Astute wants me prosecuted for the murder of their CTO. I think they might be a little too interested for me to get anything good. But I do know a few people going in. Ugh, I need a screwdriver. We're out of orange juice. Mm. Uh, uh, Bo, can you give me a hand? Third drawer down in that cabinet, smallest one you can find. Oh, yeah, whatever you want. What are you doing? These glasses are not going to work. They'll spot them the minute they see you. I'm taking out the components, and we've got some testing to do. Wait, if I'm not wearing it, how am I getting it in? Hey, Bo? Uh, left side, there's also a, a soldering iron. Uh, I'm going to need that, and then when I'm done, Tim's going to need a really tall glass of water. Greetings, fellow citizens of the world of tomorrow. This is Brian Balance, who you may have already guessed is the voice behind the most handsome, intelligent, and effective private eye in all of progress, Tim Less. I have a gift for anyone who's interested in some BTS-adjacent content. When I'm not busy hashtag killing it with the drones, hanging out at Bonnie's with Annie, or saving Eve's life again, I host my own show called The Interesting Podcast. It's a show where I talk to someone whom I find interesting, and I think you will too. From Oscar winners to FBI agents, there's a little something for everyone. Previous guests also include the incredible Callie Wills, who is the voice behind Eve Moore, and our own fearless captain, Benjamin Lancaster. If you'd like to know more about the people who help bring Prototype World of Tomorrow to life, you can do so by checking out their episodes of The Interesting Podcast, found at brianbalance.com podcast or wherever podcasts are found. So until next time, catch you on the flip side. We're going to skip over the more yark-inducing details of that evening. Needless to say, by the end, Eve, along with Morris's skill at nanoing technologies, to use the technical term, resulted in exactly what we were looking for. A capsule-sized communication device that would be ingested and provide two-way communication for the next 48 hours. Seeing as the tournament lasted three days, I was going to have to endure radio silence for the remaining time, and TBH, 48 hours with Eve was about 41 too many. The offer did not come without strings, and the kernmantle of them all was the Entente Cordiale to report back any and everything regarding the inner workings of other companies' contributions to the games, especially Astute and Orac. This arrangement was snelled to the promise that Eve was allowed to call one favor, which had been negotiated down from three, and the duration of which was to last no longer than 25 minutes of game time, which was negotiated down from 28. In exchange, Eve would be watching the tournament and giving us the play-by-play -play on the other teams, a strategic advantage which was more than worth the trade-off. The Eleusinian tournament was held every year over Aldous Huxley Day weekend. Saturday morning was the opening ceremony and the official start of the games. Sunday was the longest day, the main grind when most teams were eliminated. By Monday, Huxley Day, observed, the competition has winnowed to the most adroit, the most 
bravura, the most mad-skilled teams in the game. I arrived at the convention hall bright and early, or as early as can reasonably be expected. At least a full 30% of the spectators had yet to arrive. The convention hall looked different this year. Instead of the corrals with computer equipment, there were just large dots on the floor with numbers inside of them. Sure, immersive VR may be the future, but I'd always envisioned the future to have places to sit. In the center of the arena was a bank of servers, covered in blinking lights which might theoretically each have an individual meaning, but also just made the place look nice. Long strands of cables connected the server banks both to the VIP section on one side, and also straight down from the jumbo vision hanging in the center of the arena. I found the other drones at our designated number 28. Players report to their designated competition areas. The competition will begin in 30 minutes. Unfortunately, a quick head count dashed the otherwise elated mood. You mean we never actually picked our fourth person, did we? It would appear that there was some oversight on that. We can't play with three people. I know, I know. Um, who can we chime? Grant. No. Besides, he's over there with another team. Uh, Annie. What? Uh, um, uh, Annie's friend. Pauline. Fine, fine. I'll get her chime from Annie. Uh, no, 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 Tim. Uh, she's standing over there, uh, up in the stands. Pauline! What? Pauline! Uh, you stay here. The competition will begin in 20 minutes. All players to the designated competition area. Tim? Pauline, thank Alcorn you're here. Um, why? You're here to play, right? No. You said you already had someone for your team. So, funny story. Was there really even another person? You know, in the grand scheme of reality, who can truly say? Yeah, I figured that out. I I'm sorry. Okay, it wasn't you. It was... The Eleusinian tournament was always something I did with the drones. They're my exclusive social networking club, and only two of them could do it this year. It made me feel like I was losing the group. But... But that wasn't fair to you at all. Why didn't you just tell me that? I'm having a breakthrough about myself, okay? I don't know. I think I'm just going to watch. We have a really good chance of winning this year, <laughs> Wink. And we need your help. Well... Or at the very least your physical presence. You really need to work on this sales pitch. You are objectively better than anyone else we were considering. Some of the drones can't get past the first castle in Super Mario. You want to see the inside of a video game, right? I did come to progress for new experiences, and this is a new experience. I'm in. Aha! Yes! Right. Fantastic. Okay, get over here to the giant number 28. You are officially the first dronette. We're not calling me that. Noted. The Come competition on. will begin in 10 minutes. Please welcome Chairman of the Institute, Dr. Alistair Eastman. Thank you all for attending this year's 16th, or 1,000th, those binarily inclined, Eleusinian tournament. Pauline and I were back in our circle just in time for Dr. Eastman to give his bloviating speech. Land of the Dinosaurs, which Morris found fascinating. Most sophisticated AI. More bleeps per bloop, more blips per blop. Things I'm sure Eve found fascinating. Speaking of Eve, she had found herself a seat right behind Dr. Eastman in the VIP section full of the industry bigwigs that the tournament was supposed to unify. We locked eyes and she tapped her finger at her mouth to indicate the nauseous cringe that the speech was making her feel. 
Or she wanted me to swallow the microphone. Probably the second one. Bottoms up. <laughs> Testing. Testing. Did you just swallow something? Don't worry, it's just his ringworm medication. Ringworm? <laughs> yes, it's pretty quiet, and there's a short delay. My dog has it. It's the first thing I thought of. Okay. Uh, I can't fix it. You'll just have to deal with it. Ah! Are you all right? Uh, uh, ow! Don't do that! <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, uh, <clears throat> you know, heartburn. <laughs> heartburn? Is that a side effect of the ringworm? Sorry. You don't have to be sorry about ringworm. It afflicts one out of every 45 dachshunds. No, not you! It was not yet the time to let Pauline in on our little secret, so I just made some vague hand gesticulations, which, in retrospect, were probably misinterpreted by literally everyone. Due to this year's unique game design, what they will see will not only be the work of our talented designers and programmers, but also the player's own imagination. So, before we begin, we're about to measure your imaginations. We will start with the first team. Team 28. Wait. It doesn't, and, well, that's what the sheet says. I looked up at Eve, and she seemed just as bewildered as I did. Now, the scan. Right where we stood, crisscrossing patterns of lasers covered us, which I'm assuming were at least 75% decorative. What are we supposed to do? Uh, think, I guess? <laughs> Not much going on upstairs in the imagination department, I'm afraid. But don't let that stop you. Step through here. Dr. Eastman gestured with his hands and a curtain rose. Behind it was an arch, the opening to a hallway that led to, well, I guess the tournament. Though his body language was that of a third-rate game show host, Alistair's face didn't seem thrilled with the situation. He glanced back at Julia Io, who was seated behind him. She spoke into her sleeve. Go ahead. Suddenly, the archway sprang to life with a rainbow of neon colors. Looking deeper into it, you could see the hallway curved slightly, so you couldn't see whatever was at the end of it. Did you see what I just saw? Io winning a swinging contest with Dr. Eastman? Yeah, I saw it. Team 28, please step into the digitizing tunnel and imagine yourselves on this lonely, tormented little planet of boiling seas and exploding volcanoes, spinning through an empty sea of nothingness. Well, that's not a very nice way to describe Florida. Tim, come on, it's time. Let's get going. I want to see a brontosaurus. I thought those weren't real anymore. You know, like Pluto. So, uh, a fun fact about that. I doubt it. Together, we took our first steps into the rainbow tunnel. Initiating full digitization now. Welcome to the primeval world. This episode of Prototype World of Tomorrow was written and directed by Benjamin Lancaster. Tim Less is played by Brian Balance. Eve Moore is Callie Wills. Morris is played by Jake Ramos. Bo is played by Jerry Skids. Pauline is played by Katherine Jenkins, and Annie Moore is played by Issa Jones. Alistair Eastman is Jason Blackwater. Julia Io is Jenna Brown. Grant is played by Craig Wallace. The Jeeper is voiced by Chris Cologne. The voice of the Astute Intelligence Project is Ron Schneider, and the Chime voice is Jacqueline Thomas. 
The executives are Hal Bowers and Teresa Hugh, with additional voices by Callie Wills, Barry Wallace, Nick Esposito VIII, and Brendan Babcock. Chan, Zotair Zeta, associate producer Naomi Addison. If you like this show and would like us to make more, please go to iTunes and give us a five-chime review. And consider supporting our Patreon at patreon.com slash prototype world of tomorrow. Prototype World of Tomorrow is copyright 2022, just ahead in a jar, LLC.